You're listening to episode 19 of the Broken Glass Podcast, bringing music to the community with Nicolina Logan and Renee Hen. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Are you looking for a virtual assistant who understands release schedules, copyrights, licensing, and other aspects of the music industry? Or how about someone who can write, proofread, and content edit your music industry-themed blog posts, articles, and business documents? You are in the right place. Broken Glass Media has officially launched service offerings specific to the music industry. Visit the services page at brokenglassmedialc.com slash work-with-me to learn about services in business writing, virtual assistance, and social media. Do you love this podcast? Do you want to hear more actionable advice, interviews with kick-ass women, stay up-to-date on the music industry, and get some swag? Head on over to our Patreon page to become a patron today. With several tiers available, there are options for every budget. Visit www.patreon.com slash thebrokenglasspodcast to become a patron and help us help you. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. I am so excited to be back with another episode of the podcast. It's been a while, and I'm gearing up for a great fall season of the podcast with new interviews and content that will help you in your career, build your business, and keep it all together. And I'm also accepting guest submissions. So if you or a friend or a colleague think that you'd be perfect fit for the podcast, visit the website at brokenglassmediallc.com slash podcast dash guest dash submissions. Today's episode is with Nicolina Logan and Renee Hen. These two ladies are both professional musicians and started a chamber music group here in LA, bringing music to the community. The Burbank Chamber Music Society is in its second year and kicks off its new season this Saturday, August 24th. Listen in as we talk about their musical backgrounds, how the society came about, and the work it takes to start, organize, and promote a group like this. And if you live in LA and are free on Saturday, come join us at the concert. You can pick up your tickets online through their site at BurbankChamberMusicSociety.org. And now, here's Nicolina and Renee. Okay, I'm here today with uh, Nicolina and Renee from the Burbank Chamber Society. So why don't you guys uh, kind of introduce yourselves here, and then we'll get into about the group and your backgrounds and everything. Hi, I'm Renee Hen. Um, I'm a fellow flutist and Los Angeles musician, and I grew up in um, L.A. as well, and Here's Nicolina with me. Yeah. Hi, I'm Nicolina Logan. I'm a local clarinetist, and uh, I also grew up in LA. So we're uh, we're Valley girls. Yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess you're not from the Valley, right? But. <laughs> but you guys live in the Valley now, so yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, when I moved out to LA. That was where I moved to. So I've I've been in the valley for actually oh. just four years this last week. So oh, oh. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, so you started the Burbank Chamber Music Society, and that was just within this last year. Am I correct? Yeah, within this last year, we had a concert series last year, and this will be our second year. 
Yeah, well, I guess technically, it technically started somehow two years ago now when we had a phone conversation about doing this. Yeah, and um, but we didn't really start. Uh, we didn't really get going kind of officially until like last year. Right. Um, but the seed, the seed has been planted for a long time. But uh, right. Yeah. And you both have, um, you said you both have background in, in music. So did you play in, you played in, um, I'm assuming orchestras and, and bands and that growing up and, and in, in college. Um, what was that experience like? And do you bring a lot of that with you in, in starting this group? Yeah, I think, well, I grew up uh, in a musical family. Um, everybody was musicians in my family. So I was just constantly around that. And I just, I saw the joy and inspiration for music from a young age. And then going through all years of playing orchestras and musicals and all of that, um, all the different kinds of flutes too. And then going to UCLA, I the first person I met actually was Nicolina <laughs> in orientation when we went to music school at UCLA. So that's how we met. And this idea came from basically our freshman year. Yeah. Um, we just loved playing chamber music together. And we wanted to have that be a bigger, you know, um, thing after we finished college. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my story. Yeah. Yeah. I remember meeting Renee. Like, I really do. Like, it was yesterday. Because <laughs> we had our groups of... Uh, we were, you know, sorted into music people, and I didn't, I didn't really know any other musicians growing up because um, no one, no one in my family really is a musician by profession, and um, no one in my neighborhood in my city who I knew of was a musician. So, by the time I got to UCLA, everything was really new to me. I didn't know anything about, you know music theory or re I didn't know anything about chamber music um and then I met Renee <laughs> and then we just we just like got together and then yeah. from then on we just played chamber music all the time and it was just like a totally normal natural thing and then you know fast forward however many years and here we are <laughs> yeah yeah that's a really great story so you so do you played in in bands in that in school or were you just you just played on your own really then? Yeah, I started playing clarinet um when I was in middle school just you know to just join the band and Okay. um I had played piano a bit before that, but uh but I played in bands through middle school and high school and in local youth orchestras and um yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a former clarinetist too, so it's oh that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a long time since I played, but um, you know I remember going through that through you know middle school, high school band, pit orchestra, um, marching band, and all that too. And it was a <laughs> yeah. lot of fun. And um, I went to school for for music industry, and in my undergrad, I had to. I had to have an instrument, so I played clarinet as well. Oh. And, and it's always fun too. Like we had clarinet choir. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so that was kind of cool to play in a smaller setting too, whereas, you know, you're in your the concert band or the orchestra, it's it's a large large group, but it was kind of fun to just sit in a smaller group of all clarinetists and and play that kind of music and I really enjoyed it. Um and I do I do miss it, but you know, living in an apartment here, it's like I can't really play that much, so 
Right, right. Right. Um, uh-huh. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you said you talked about, you know, starting the, the, the Chamber Music Society and um, how how does that kind of come together? Like, do you hold auditions for the group or was it just you had some friends? Hey, let's let's put this together. Let's just play with each other, you know, like have yeah, that's actually- have, you know, rehearsals or, or just right. enjoy playing music. Yeah, so when we were at UCLA, we had a bunch of people that we would play with. In there was a chamber music program, thankfully, um, by Professor Gray and Sheridan Stokes, who were both of our teachers. Mm-hmm. And so we would have different players each quarter to play with. So we just um, any kind of instrument, honestly, cello, oboe, all different players. Yeah, and we loved playing with them, and so those make up most of our chamber music series honestly no auditions so far but yeah yeah well maybe one day yeah <laughs> we want to get bigger and, yeah yeah no i think that's great it's a lot of fun to just get friends and 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 fellow fellow musicians together and just say let's hey let's play and then put on a performance right right and that's what's that's something that's just been so central to to us playing chamber music all along because it was just like we would meet people, play together, and then become friends, and then right. play more, and then meet more friends. And it's just like yeah. this ongoing cycle of, you know, because you get really close with people playing together, um, especially frequently. And so it's just playing with friends. And yeah. it's just, it's so, it's much so fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, especially here too in LA, you, you meet someone who knows someone who's a musician, and you kind of, you know, start meeting people and networking that way and get to know people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like our friends who we'd play with, then they would have friends right. that they really trusted and knew they were really great players. So then mm-hmm. they've also come in. So, yeah, it is a lot of that networking too. Yeah, that that's awesome that it's just so organic and, you know, you're not – super like strict and and you know okay you have to meet these qualifications and i think that keeps the fun in it um the fun of music too yeah yeah um so for for the the group how do you source your music um like i know i was talking to um my colleague raj um and she's going to be composing the music for your next performance on august 24th um do you source from friends or do you look for sheet music um that's already published or how do you, how do you really, you know, kind of look for that stuff? Well, we have a lot of composers that we know too through school. So what we want to do is also feature new composers who maybe haven't had their works played by an orchestra or by a small ensemble um, before. So that's part of it. And then also just pieces that we love to play and, uh, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. a lot of research in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, some more modern music and experimental things we've been dabbling in, too. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much music and so much that, um, you know, not only we feel that people don't know enough about for one reason or another, but that we don't even know about. And, you know, it's just out there and we just kind of have to walk and turn the corner and it's there (laughs) right right i mean i work for alfred music and even just our catalog it's i come across pieces all the time i'm like oh this is you know i didn't know this was here and it's 
something different or it's, you know, we distribute for another publisher and there's just so much, even just in our catalog. And that's nuts, you know, then there's, you've got Hal Leonard and you've got all the other publishers that are out there that have huge catalogs too. So yeah, there's just, like you said, there's just so much out there. Um, so kind of getting a little bit into the the business kind of side of this, um, a lot of people I know, myself included, tend to you know, bootstrap or fundraise, um, you know, to, to pay for things like, you know, if, if you have to get licenses or um, rent out a venue. Um, what did that kind of look like for you? Did, have you had to hold fundraisers or how, how have you kind of started the business end of this? Well, <laughs> um so when we first started, um, we we started this actually um, right after I was coming back from grad school. I took this really great class taught by my teacher, Jeff Anderley, there um, about starting uh, your own musical group. And it was really inspiring. And so it was my last semester and I was like, OK, Renee, I'm coming back and we're going to we're going to do a concert a month and we're going to have, you know, four groups and we're going to just go for it. And um, we had some donations to support that initially. And so when um, originally we, I guess we didn't really have a plan. We just started, we just jumped in. We just did it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, of course we learned rather quickly that, you know, it's not that sustainable, um, to do so many concerts, you know, things so frequently and with so many players, it gets really expensive really easily um, because, you know, we're contracting professional players and we want to make sure they're compensated. Um, So we, we figured out pretty quickly (laughs) that we need to scale it down and um, do fewer events. And that's how we got to, this season where we're having one group per program because you know that's more affordable for one thing um and it's more intimate people can get to know the musicians over you know the course of a program um but it's tricky with us because we really really care about making this experience affordable for people um it's really not affordable right now, you know, $30 yeah. or so for a chamber music concert and people can't afford that. So we're yeah. right now trying to figure out how do we, you know, compensate our musicians and our staff while also being affordable for everyone. And that's yeah. kind of a tall order. So right. Yeah. We did have a fundraiser this, uh, just yeah. a couple months ago. And that, that helped a lot. So we want to have more fundraisers like that. It's just the also getting donors and stuff is just the tricky part uh-huh. so far. Right. Yeah. And, and I think for people too, there's so much entertainment out there, right? That you kind of have to compete with that too. You know, you said, you know, the chamber music ticket could be $30. Well then, you know, are they going to that or they going to stay home, watch Netflix or, yeah, you know, exactly do something else in, especially in, in these larger cities like LA and, you know, you go to Chicago and New York and, and, and Austin, and they've got so much, so many other options for, for entertainment that's, you know, 
And I, I think, you know, what you guys are, are doing right now, at least for this first one, um, I'll actually be there. Um, and I'm really right. excited to, yeah. to have my roommates come in too. You. So. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's great. It and exposes people to your group and to your mission. And um, it, it's just a good opportunity for people to, to experience music. So... Thank you. Oh, thanks. Um, thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We don't want to try to convince people mm -hmm. that, to care about it. Yeah. That's also what's funny. <laughs> we were just talking about that is that we care so much about chamber music that it, you're right to, to try to compete with those other maybe more entertaining or whatever yeah. you know, uh -huh. experiences. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good good thought yeah had. i guess kind of along those lines like what does your your promotion look like um as far as you know i, th I think you had a facebook event um for it uh do you do any kind of like online marketing or is it just organic word of mouth just uh the musicians and that sharing with with people they know um i think it's a bit of both um with everything with, with every you know performance we do or any little event any kind of thing we learn a lot about what's effective what works and what doesn't um and i think it it all depends seems like um you know i printed a gazillion flyers and then <laughs> yeah. i realized like you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so and uh it seems that in a lot of ways like word of mouth is really effective because oh, yeah. yeah yeah so um but we do have our Facebook events and we, we have, have our Instagram website and, and our Instagram website. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. We um, definitely need to work more on having a social media presence. Right. But, you know, that that's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like, a job uh, in, of itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think organic too can be like, that's how I, you know, share, you know, the, the podcast and, and my other uh, services is just entirely through organic social and, and talking to people. And I think it's more genuine that way too. Right. Um, yeah. To bring people in that way where, you know, you get somebody who's a friend of a friend and, and you know, that they care, right? Like they're, they're going to be more apt to stick with you than someone who's just, Oh, come across it. Maybe, you know, online ad online ad or something like that. So. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 So yeah. True. yeah. Um, kind of switching gears a little bit here. Um, the, the podcast, working glass podcast, uh, I like to talk to women who started their own businesses, started groups like you've started and are, are at certain points in their careers. And it, Music is such a difficult industry to get into. Um, you know, I spent years applying for jobs and finally came out for grad school and, and was able to get the job at, at Alfred. Um, and I think as women, too, we seem to meet a little bit more resistance um, in the industry. And have, have either of you come across that as female musicians, um, as women starting uh, the group? Um, and if you did, how did you how did you overcome something like that? Um. I, I personally don't think we've come across that with the Burbank Chamber Society yet, um, but I personally have felt that within the music industry, not through playing, but through, as you were talking about, like different music companies when I first came out of college, it felt like I wasn't really taken seriously in a way because I didn't have years and years of experience. I was just a recent grad, so... 
I think I came more across that in yeah, the music industry side, but so far, um, I haven't felt that we're, we're not really taken seriously. I mean, do you feel, what do you feel about that, Nicolina? I think, um, yeah, I feel the same way. I think we were really fortunate, um, with our teachers and all our mentors at UCLA and, um, uh, at San Francisco Conservatory, where I went to grad school, um, everyone was consistently supportive of yeah. of us and our endeavors, um, and we never really felt like because we're women we can't do something or shouldn't yeah. do something. Um, they never made us feel that yeah, way. They, they never inspired us. And you know, I I recognize that that's extremely valuable and just and lucky because you know. Um, they would even go out of their way to make sure that women were represented in oh, yeah. in programs and things like that and, and talk about that openly with us um, to show representation. Um, but I don't know, because we were talking about this before, and I was like, man, I don't really know what to say. But um, looking back, I guess this isn't, isn't really related to BCMS, but I remember... I used to really want to be an orchestral musician, um, like a few years ago, and because it's you know a really popular thing and, and a, it's a great uh, job opportunity. And I'm sure you've experienced this, Renee. Like I would go to auditions, and I would just be like, "Okay, I'm here with the music, I'm ready." And then there would always be like a really energetic young man in a suit or something, <laughs> and yeah. I would automatically be like, "Oh man." Like, you know, I don't, I don't feel so confident now Yeah, because he looks confident and he just seems confident simply right. because he's wearing a suit. Right. Yeah. And it is more male dominated yeah. in those auditions as well. Oh yeah, definitely. The people yeah. on the, on the panels. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's kind of like before you even go in, mm -hmm. you're automatically like, oh, well, Right. Okay. Maybe I'm not as prepared. Yeah, exactly. Second guessing yourself. Uh-huh. And yeah. It's a lot um, of just changing your mindset, really. Just, you know, I mean, you know, for you as a musician personally, right? You know, you go to walk in and just think, okay, uh, you know, who, you know, who cares if he's there in the suit? You just have to kind of, I guess, flip a switch almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Because then, you know, and I think when we were younger too, maybe – that that would have affected me more but I think just you know living and going through things I have felt just time after time if I just be myself yeah. <laughs> then that's all that's all I can do and that's what I should do it doesn't matter what anyone else you know is like and, and it's actually that's the most powerful thing you could do <laughs> right in a right. way right and it helps to then build that confidence by doing those things right. more right exactly yeah yeah. No, that's a that's a great way to think. And I think that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with the, the podcast and that and, and, you know, the women I meet just, you know, just be yourself, be genuine. You can't think about what that other person is doing, right? You just have to think about what you're doing and how you're going to perform right. or because I've heard that too with other, you know, other uh, interviewees talking about performers that they've met where they've, you know, gone on stage and it's just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, you know kind of the same thing where there's, you know, a male performer too, right? Um, and it's just, you do what you can do. You do your best 
and you just can't worry about other people. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so kind of asked along the same lines, um, and it, this may that may kind of be the answer to my next question, really. But do you see women struggling in any aspect in music in in 2019? And um, you know how how do you think we could counter those struggles, or is it just you know the the mindset really that's uh, people are struggling with? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think it has to do with that mindset, um, and women may not say it you know, that they, they feel that they're like, they feel that way. You know, it's just more Mm -hmm. like an inner dialogue. That's what I've noticed. And when I talk to fellow women or musicians, they express those concerns too, but I don't know if it's widely, widely known or that I don't know. Right. I, I think so too. Yeah. Cause I think, I think if people feel things, yeah, they just, they might, you know, you're so used to being a woman in the world in general. Yeah. Right. And just, you know, so you kind of don't even think about it in a way. Um, but, you know, I know there's been, with the Me Too movement, there's been a lot of things in the classical music world. And, um, yeah. you know, so that's difficult to hear about, but I guess, you know, honestly, kind of, unfortunately, it's not surprising at all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I, I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of people just don't really talk about it Mm -hmm. and just go on and go forward. But I know that people are, are struggling. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, just one of the, the things that we can really do is just support each other as women. Right. And just kind of lift each other up. And when you see someone else kind of struggling to to get their feet on the ground and, and get moving, just, you know, help them out and um, give them any kind of support they need, really. Right, right. right. Completely agree. Yeah. So what what are you both, you know, together or separately looking forward to in the future um, as far as your your goals with music and, and your careers and, and this um, – the Chamber Society is—is is there um, like what, what kind of plans do you do you have going forward? Well, I'm really excited for our Chamber Music Society to just blossom and grow, and be in different areas of LA. And also, we have all these ideas about incorporating teaching and telling kids about our Chamber Music experience and how much joy it can bring. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, just expanding and getting bigger. And yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's something that's so important to us because when we played chamber music um, in college together, we learned so many things that, you know, on the surface, you see, like, okay, chamber music class, you don't really know that it's actually about so many other things, you know, and that's something that I'm really excited about too, is really um, letting people in our community know, and especially students, not only music students, but general students that, you know, if you, if you know how to play the oboe and the flute and piano, you can form a little trio and yeah, you'll learn music. Um, 
but you'll also learn how to communicate with each other um, because in chamber music, there isn't anyone conducting you. And so in order for it all to work, everyone has to, you know, be a leader at the same time, but of course, in a democratic way. And so what that means is, you know, you stop and you ask each other, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And, and it really just encourages um, a respectful dialogue. Um, And I really feel that, you know, anyone who's learning chamber music can benefit from that because after you come out of it, you learn how can I relate to my neighbor exactly yeah in real life right. yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah i was like i saw that on your um on your facebook page you had mentioned um you know communication and that and you know i think it's great you know it's especially for for you know younger kids coming up something like just those skills right to interpersonal skills and and just learning how to i mean talk n- not just communicate by words but really you know, be observant and and watching what other people are doing. And, you know, music has, and I kind of compare it to, I used to ride horses, right? And there's so many, so many things within riding too, that you learn, you learn how to communicate silently and how to watch what's going on around you and pay attention to something other than yourself. And I think it's the same thing in, in this type of group where, you have to watch what the other musicians are doing and really just pay attention and learn how to communicate with each other in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved that piece. I was reading through your Facebook page again today and I was like, I, I really like that. <laughs> thought that oh, was really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, thank yeah. You. So Moving on a little bit, um, do you have any resources that you'd recommend for other women who want to become, uh, I mean, professional musicians, session musicians, um, you know, music teachers? Because I know, um, I think, Renee, you said you you teach flute. Um, Is there any kind of, you know, I guess just resources? um, I don't know, books, videos, courses. um, What would you really recommend for for women? Um, I'd say just putting yourself out there in a way, especially in LA is getting the word out. If you want to be a music teacher, you know, just going and applying and talking to those different, um, you know, facilities, conservatories, stuff like that. If people know you enough, people know like, Hey, that's Nicolina. She's a great clarinetist. Then more people will talk. And that has been the success so far with us. I've seen, is having a big network of people that you can uh, communicate with or build connections because everybody has projects that they're working on, um, you know, different mm-hmm. opera projects or studio recording sessions. If you know a composer, then they know that you play. And it's just, that's what I would say is building the connections. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely has been so important. Um I don't know. I guess, I guess in addition to to that, I would just say um, something I'm learning anyway is just not to be afraid to um, reach out yeah. to other musicians who you don't know, who you know can be mentors, people, you know, wi- women, women and men, anyone mm-hmm. um, right. who you've heard of or you've seen, or maybe they're famous or they're not famous, but yeah. you know, you can always just send someone an email. 
if you have any question or you want advice, um, you're looking to learn something and, you know, people love to, love to, you know, help each other out. And so I don't know, I've just, I've just really learned from being like, let me just reach out to this teacher who I hardly knew, but, um, and so that's been really helpful to me. I guess that's not, (laughs) not really answering your question. No, no, it is. I mean, it's, you know, that's great advice. And I think, um, for anybody really, I mean, in any kind of career in the industry, just, you know, I mean, I go to networking events, um, a couple times a month and just getting to know people and, and, you know, maybe they can't do anything for you right now, but maybe you can do something for them or down the line, you know, you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll have a, an opportunity where you can work together and collaborate. So yeah, no, that's, that's really great advice. Um, so do you, do you guys have any favorite books or podcasts or there's, is there any person that particularly inspires you and, and what you do? Um, you know, I have somebody, or well, both of us, I think we'd both say that our mentors just, they completely inspired us. My, my flute teacher at UCLA, Sheridan Stokes, was an astounding mentor for me. He just, he opened up a whole new world of just the joy of music. And he's been playing since maybe 50 years, you know, and I think most of yeah my inspiration and everything comes from him and uh, yeah he's to this day it's just such a great great person to talk to (laughs) yeah god yeah so that's yeah yeah uh he's he's incredible yeah like we you know we got to ucla we're 18 and there's sheridan stokes and gary gray um, who is my teacher, who are, you know, these veteran studio musicians yes. who just, there's just something about them that is so special because they've, you know, they've been, they've been around and we're just here starting, absorbing everything. And it's just, they're just, they're so wise and incredible. And um, yeah, all my mentors, Jeff Anderley, who I studied with um, in San Francisco, he is just so vibrant and such a pioneer and so um, curious and just really, it was so invigorating to study with him. And my first clarinet teacher, Margaret Thornhill, she, you know, is just, she, there is absolutely no way that I would be doing any of this without her. (laughs) Absolutely. And she's incredible and so inspiring and Neil Stolberg at UCLA (laughs) he's incredible right incredible and just learned so much yeah oh yeah just four years you know oh yeah it feels like about the industry about how to succeed and they would give us this advice that we use today even when they're not in our life every day right right Mark Carlson he actually um he is recently retired a music theory professor and composition professor. He's a composer um, in L.A. And he had a chamber music concert series called Pacific Serenades, which really was something we've modeled this after. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's I'm so grateful for yeah. everyone. And Renee. <laughs> 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 <For> you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great to have so much support and so many mentors who are just 
you know, willing to, to, to help you along the way rather than, oh, it's just a job and I'm just, you know, here to make money. Right. Like there, it sounds like you had a lot of really supportive people uh, in your lives to, to get you to where you are today. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty incredible. Um, So just wrapping up here a little bit, um, where can my listeners find and connect with you and uh, the Burbank Chamber Music Society so they can learn more about uh, the group and any upcoming performances? We have a website. It's www.burbankchambermusicsociety.org. We also have a Facebook page under Burbank Chamber Music Society and mm-hmm. Instagram, Instagram same name. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have our events on Eventbrite also. So if you search for them on there, um, you can find them. Yeah. And um, Oh, and also YouTube, I guess. Yeah, we, have our <laughs> we don't have some, a Twitter. But. Some chamber music. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I will, I'll share all those links uh, in the show notes. So, um, my listeners can find you and, uh, and the events when they're coming up. And this upcoming Saturday, August 24th is the first event of the new season, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I am definitely excited to come and to meet you both in person and, and to hear the music. Yeah. So thrilled that you could be there. Oh my God. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.